At University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. We hear in the media about celebrities that have head and neck cancers. What are some of the most common symptoms of head and neck cancer? My guest today is Dr. Paul Reed. He's a board-certified radiation oncologist who specializes in head and neck cancer at UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Reed. When we talk about head and neck cancers, what type of cancers are we discussing? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Head and neck cancers involve cancers uh, of the sinuses, of the nose, of the mouth, and the throat and the larynx and can include uh, cancers of salivary glands that make our saliva uh, as well as the thyroid gland. So people always want to know the symptoms. They want to know if they were to experience any of these symptoms, what would they be looking for for head and neck cancers? Well, that's a great question. Um, Patients can have uh, swollen lymph nodes in the neck, and particularly if they don't respond to antibiotics, that's a real worry that they may have cancer that started in their, in their throat or mouth and is spread to lymph nodes. Um, they can sometimes have pain in the mouth or throat. They could have hoarseness or cough that, that don't respond, again, to antibiotics, an obstructed sinus um, that, that they can't breathe through their nose that doesn't, again, respond to typical medications like antibiotics or steroids. They could have bleeding either from the nose or mouth. Um, that, that certainly should be investigated. Um, dentures that don't fit like they used to fit is a common example um, of, of a reason to see a doctor about possibly having a cancer of the gum or the, uh, the hard palate. Uh, and any uh, changes in speech um, and or new lumps or bumps on the head and neck region that, 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 that are new and are slowly growing. That should be investigated by your doctor. So are there certain risk factors, genetic components? What are some things you want people to know about their risk for these type of cancers? Now that, that, that's also a great question. Smoking is far and away the most common reason that people get cancers of the mouth, and throat, and the voice box called the larynx. And sure, if we could have people stop smoking and, and never smoke again, we'd see far fewer head and neck cancers. So that's the best thing you can possibly do to decrease your chances of getting a head and neck cancer is to stop smoking or using uh, smokeless tobacco um, as well. Also, smoking uh, uh, can increase other cancers like like. Uh, lung cancer, of course, we know that as well. Another risk factor is drinking alcohol. And so patients who drink alcohol and smoke really increase their risk of getting a throat cancer or a mouth cancer. Um, and so um, trying to um, use as little alcohol as is reasonable, maybe occasionally having a social drink, but clearly patients who drink every day, for example, are at high risk. In addition, some head and neck cancers are caused by a virus. Uh, the uh, the HPV virus in particular is causing a real epidemic of cancers in the tonsil as well as in the base of tongue. And these can occur in patients who don't drink or smoke at all. Uh, generally happens in patients who are kind of in their middle age in the 50s and 60s. And so uh, these cancers can be caused by drinking and smoking and sometimes even by a virus. So then let's talk about diagnosis. I mean, when you talk about the oral cavity and the gums and such, 
Are we getting that check when we go to the dentist for our cleaning? They're looking for oral cancers. And what about some of these others? How are they diagnosed? A a good dentist should always be, um, the first thing they should do is look for the health of your tongue and your gums and your oral cavity and and do a good exam. Especially if you are a drinker or smoker, you should let them know. They should be especially careful to look for any areas that don't look normal. The normal lining of the mouth uh, and throat has a nice, healthy, pink-looking lining to it. So any red areas or whitish areas. Um, that um, have come up should be investigated and and potentially biopsy. Um, If the dentist doesn't feel comfortable biopsying uh, a patient, um, then they should be sent to a local ear, nose, and throat expert who has expertise uh, in uh, diagnosing uh, early head and neck cancers or sometimes to an oral surgeon as well. When we talk about treatment, Dr. Reed, people hear about head and neck cancer, and right away they are scared because when you're thinking of oral cancers and and things that involve your face and your throat and eating and all of these things, it can be so scary. What are some of the new exciting treatments that you're doing there at UVA? So the treatment of head and neck cancer, of course, depends on where the tumor is located, but frequently involves surgery or radiation or chemotherapy, or some combination of all of these uh, treatments. The Probably the most exciting thing um, for treatment that's happened in the last, oh, say five to six years is the use of uh, the Da Vinci robot to do surgeries on patients' uh, throats, particularly tonsil cancer and basic tongue cancer, where they used to have to do a very expensive type of surgery where they would have to cut a patient's jawbone in half to get access to the tonsil or to the base of tongue to be able to do surgery. And with the robot, they can do surgery without having to uh, even touch the jawbone to operate in these areas. And it's really uh, improved our ability to, to, to do surgery for patients who have early cancers of the tonsil and base of tongue in particular. And this is a type of treatment that's really only available at a a few select sites uh, in Virginia, and, and UVA is probably uh, the state leader in uh, pioneering this type of surgery uh, for patients. For patients at the other end of the spectrum who have advanced spread of cancer, there's new types of treatment approaches using immunotherapy. So if a patient, they had spread of cancer um, from their throat to, say, their lungs or to bones, uh, and typically um, they would receive chemotherapy for that, but there's a new explosion of drugs that uses the body's immune system to try and fight cancer. And uh, there's uh, very good studies going on. There's clinical trials available at UVA for patients to explore the use of, of immunotherapy to help your own immune system help you live longer and live better. If a patient does have to have surgery for a certain, maybe an oral cancer or that, and they might need reconstructive surgery, or they're very worried about the results afterwards, how they're going to look, or if they're going to, you know, look a little bit different in their facial area, what do you tell them, Dr. Reed, to give them some hope? Well, first of all, you want to be at a place where you feel uh, tremendous confidence for your surgeon if you're a patient. And I can tell you that UVA has uh, some of some of the best head and neck cancer specialists uh, with respect to surgery um, that there is. Uh, 
three of the head and neck cancer surgeons have all done fellowships for reconstruction and doing what we call free flap reconstruction. So if they were to remove, say, a part of the tongue or a part of the mouth, they can use tissues from other parts of the body to reconstruct this so that you have a good functional outcome uh, and a good cosmetic outcome. And then in just the last few minutes, give your best advice for people to hopefully prevent head and neck cancers and why they should come to UVA for their care. Now, the best uh, thing uh, that patients can do to reduce the risk of, of head and neck cancer is to, is to not smoke, and if you are smoking, to seek help to stop smoking, uh, to use alcohol in moderation, uh, and to be vigilant that if you have new symptoms that we've described, to see your local doctor uh, to assess these um, so that you can be diagnosed at an early stage where the treatments uh, maybe require less surgery or less radiation or maybe even no chemotherapy for their treatment. Why should you go to UVA? I think anyone with a head and neck cancer should get a second opinion at a major medical center. This is a small subset of all cancers, cancers of the mouth and throat, sinuses and so forth. Um, they're very technically challenging to treat, not only to cure people, but also to cure people with the best uh, quality of life and best outcomes. You really want to go to someone in a group of physicians who work as a team, who work closely together, um, and who really understand all the new studies, all the new treatment options, and how to treat people so that they have their best cure as well as their best functional outcome and best quality of life. Thank you so much. What great information, Dr. Reed. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.